From RC Radio in Claremore, Oklahoma, you're listening to It's Kinda Late with Caden Coleman. Featuring Fueled by a Ramen Artist, Grandson. And special guest, Jacob York. And now your host, Caden Coleman. I know a cool boo-doo-doo-doo. The reason I'm singing that, <laughs> you're already giving me that look, was the show beforehand, Swoon City um, with Hannah Gray. It's one of my favorite shows ever. I love that show. And I love Gwen Stefani's Cool. Sorry, I got me banging. And we appreciate Hannah Gray um, because she always gives us a shout out. So you always know what you're listening to, which in case you don't know, is it's kind of like with Caden Coleman. You're tuned in to RSU Radio. KRSC 91.3 FM, and of course, every Friday at 7 p.m., you can catch me and my producer, Caleb. I'm waiting for him to give a little introduction about himself, but he's, he's busy. Uh, I have no introduction. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm trying to do some more production for the show real quick. So. I know. Like, he's a hardworking man. <laughs> he's a hardworking man. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, today's show is jam-packed with a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Um, Caleb had always... Always, they yeah. always are. Yeah. They always are. But th- today's episode hits a little different for me um, and for you. You know why? Because you sat down with the artist's grandson about going on tour, his new music, and all of that. And grandson's Live a big music. deal. And a I will say, if, if you're listening to this, um, this was originally recorded for last week. So he talks about Rock yeah. Mama, which is past, but still good. Get interviewed mm-hmm. nonetheless. And it, it already aired once, but I th- thought it was such a special interview and a big, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal for Caleb and the station. So I thought we would re-air that and showcase the Grandson interview. Uh, I appreciate him sitting down with us. I mean, he's huge. He has a new song for the Suicide Squad movie that just came out. And uh, it's a Fueled by Ramen Artist, which what else do they have? They have Panic at the Disco. Twin on Pilots. Huge. And he's a huge artist. Like he has tons of... Uh, Big, big songs, and he's, he was one of the artists for Rockahoma last yeah, week. Yeah, he's currently on a, it's not really a good tour, but it's it's kind of a tour, because he's going around to different music festivals around the world. He just did one in New York, like, he did the New York State Fair, he talks about that. What? Yeah. Well, you can catch all that <laughs> coming up in the episode. And also, we have a friend of mine from RSU, Jacob York, to come join us um, to play a game and get to know this amazing man. He's an awesome top tier person not only is he involved on campus but the community as well he's a great guy and you'll get to meet him later on the episode um and yeah let's get into our news stories for the week because as usual let's go those are all excited and then here's here's the big big story that i've seen everywhere and so it's not really news because i think everyone's already heard about it but this blues clues reunion reignition the old host of blues clues what was steve steve uh, came back for a short clip after I have it pulled up. Let's see here. After two decades since the show, since he was in the show, um, he hosted the show for six years, but he came back with a video talking about how proud of his viewers he was 20 years later. And you know what? I kind of needed that. I, I used to watch Blue's Clues as a kid and that was, it was a good show. And let me tell you, the guy, Steve Burns is a top tier guy. It's like, his actual name. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even have a stage name for the I guess show. not. But the, the funny thing is, he kind of had an abrupt um, departure from Blue's Clues. He said going to college. Um, I think his brother took over or something. Yeah, tons of people have came in, but the original host is the iconic, of course. Um, but he came back for a video. And he's here today to get... It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I wish. I he wish. Steve from Blue's Clues. That may be our biggest guest so far. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Um, but he came out with a new video, again, 20 years after the, the, he left the show. And uh, man, it, br- it brought tears to multiple people's eyes. I saw it shared everywhere. He basically ran down how... that I cry? I got nostalgic. Nostalgic mixed with emotional, not crying, because he said I, he was proud of me. And you know what? I've been working hard, I think, recently. I think you have been too. I think... All the world has been working hard to work through COVID and all that. So I thought it was a sweet, sweet video. And that guy also, he's a cancer survivor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what a king. 
and he's a yeah he's a king and the video is amazing if you haven't checked it out definitely go check it out it'll bring a smile to your face <laughs> nice wholesome content for, wholesome content which we don't get a whole lot here and it's kind of late Caden likes to bring up really sad stories I know but you have some today I'm opening no I don't oh, wow. I do not I do not let's go I know it's happy but wow. that news story got me thinking about old kids TV shows and mm. since I felt nostalgic I asked you guys for this week's listener response for your favorite kids TV show and uh, we're going to be breaking those down on the tail end of the episode um, and also Caleb and my guest Jacob York are going to compete in a radio game which they don't even know about we're doing True or Rubbish kids TV shows edition so I pulled some of the most obscure kids TV shoes this is true rubbish Again, I always feel the need to explain who that kid is. It's a Vine. No, they, if, if they're a fan of the show, they should know. Yeah, if you're a fan of the show, you know our segment, True or Rubbish. Um, but It's the most recurring segment in the whole thing. I know. I know. We're on episode 20, 22, 21. That's got me feeling weird. Don't say that. That makes me feel like we're so old. We're almost a half a year, Kaden. Don't even say that. That's weird. Anyways, we're doing True Rubbish Kids TV Shows Edition. I found some of the most obscure and weird <laughs> kids TV shows for Caleb and Jacob to guess. Is it true or rubbish? Because I did make some of them up. Let's see if this is true <laughs> or rubbish. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways. So good. Enough of that. You'll tune into that later in the episode. I have some more news stories. Um a new record has been broken. I always would look into these new world records confirmed by Guinness. You know, the world's longest basketball game happened in New York. Let's your guess on how long. Three days, four days. 120 Whoa. hours and two minutes. I'm not sure the two minutes was a part of that, but 120 hours. Uh, so technically I was right. Then it was five days. I said four days. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's absolutely insane. That is um, exactly five days in like four minutes. Someone makes me think, it was for a good costume. Look in here. The event was a tribute to one of their friends who died um, in 2017. Um, and they use it to raise awareness. That's awesome. Uh, so it was well, they a great way. Raised awareness on It's Kind of Late. Yeah. Home, Oklahoma. And the longest record for basketball. I mean, what a awesome, awesome event. <sighs> 120 hours. I mean, I can't even imagine even moving for 120 hours. Like, I'm not a super fit person at all. If you, this was a video show, you definitely could tell. I would probably have a stroke and die if I was playing 120 hours of basketball. <laughs> wow, thank you for making me feel better <laughs> about my current physical state. Anyways, um, a lot of good news stories. So good new, news stories for that. Raising awareness. Yeah. Uh, with the world's longest basketball game. And then also, I'm a little upset. This next guy. Oh, great. Needs to be stopped. His name's Terry Splon. Okay? Yeah. And he just won $100,000 from the lottery. So you're thinking, okay, that's not crazy. The guy just won the lottery. You're just jealous. But before he won that $100,000, he's won two one million dollar jackpots from the lottery beforehand. So he's won one million one time, one million another time, and then now just won a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I'm gonna tell you, split the money or get out. Again, so is he gonna split it with you? Yeah, his name's Terry. Uh -huh. Say some for the rest of us, guy. He he said, it's unbelievable. It certainly is fun to win. No, it's, sure it's not. I'm sure it's fun for him to win, yeah. But I'm a little frustrated. How can somebody win two $1 million lotteries and then win $100,000? Hopefully he like donates some of that or something. I know. I mean, I can't even get the big bass bonus at Dave & Buster's. And this guy wins. <laughs> this guy gets two $1 million jackpots and a $100,000 jackpot. I remember one of the highlights of my entire life was whenever I hit the jackpot on the... Spinning wheel at Chuck E. Cheese. Got those hundred tickets. Yeah. That was peak. But of I don't life. know why I'm so mad at him because they took some quotes from him. He said it was on Labor Day. So it was a really nice surprise for my day. Like the most obvious answer. Yeah, whatever. I mean, of course it's awesome. That's what somebody rich would say. Yeah, whatever. And then he said, yeah, again, it's unbelievable. It's certainly, it's fun to win. 
I'm like, no, I wouldn't think so. I don't know why it gets me so heated. And if you see a picture of him, I just, I'm upset. Okay. Like Drake in that one song, I'm upset. I mean, good for him, I guess, but hopefully he donates some of it to charity, like you said. Like, I guess good for him. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. <gasps> um, And then today is a special day. What? The reason I say that is because there was this old vine from a long time ago that was huge. Yeah. And today's day, in case you don't know, is September 10th, 2021. Put that together, 9-10-21. And I'll play you the vine right now. You are? But you are. Yeah, Kelly's yeah, going to play yeah, you the yeah. clip right now to signify why it's popular right now. You stupid. No, not. What's 9 plus 10? 21. So <laughs> you probably you heard set that up like a lot. I know you probably heard that clip before. Here's the 21 part. 21. 21. But people are thinking that kid's going to come and end the world this yeah. today. So there's video. People are editing videos of him literally turning into giant size and just getting his fist and just punching the earth. This is the last ever. It's kind of late. Because the 21 kid. All hail the 21 kid. I wonder how old he is now. People are saying he wants to seek his vengeance. That 9 plus 10 is in fact 21. Um, That my voice just cracked so bad. You didn't hear that. But I need a, a voice. Crack. It was, it was an iconic vine. I mean, I remember hearing that back in the good old days of 2008, was it? It was a long time ago. It was definitely. <sighs> it feels crazy. Vine, vine is a throwback for sure. Yeah, I agree. Now you're Vine in terms of Vine or TikTok. I disagree. I disagree. I mean, I like both. I like comedy, so I guess you could say I like both. They're both good. They're both entertaining. I will say though, if you were in the Vine era, you were in the Vine era. Like you remember all the old jokes. And the thing is, TikTok has lasted longer, so people have a tainted view of it. Well, here's my thing: is that the person. It's so crazy how it's so memorable that that meme made, again, Twitter headlines and breaking news headlines. Not necessarily breaking news, but like news it headlines. Everywhere. It was everywhere. Today. Well, and it still will. People are kind of, I, there's, people, there's people streaming today, like in the world stream. And they keep on looping that audio over and over again. And see, I, I think that's why Vine's better than TikTok. Because TikTok does not have that iconic sound. The replayability of it. What? I guess. Just wait. I think we have to give it a few years to see what's going on with it. But I, TikTok had, or if I had less time to become more popular. I guess. But you know, that meme is iconic. I agree. I agree. Let's hear it one more Absolutely. time. I just need to hear it again. Absolutely. You stupid. No, not. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. <laughs> no, not. That part is honestly equally as good as a twenty-one part. <laughs> but imagine him taking over the world. I just, I think it's interesting how one man single-handedly changed math for the entire history of the world. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I'm not a math major, but I think he's right. Yeah, I do too. We should have a math professor on the show and just showed him that, that clip and then made him leave. Um, now you know that 9 plus 10 equals 21. <laughs> the more you know. You and Watt on this show. But Are you sure about that? I really, really do think it's so funny. Like, if you go... During the break and after the show, check these memes out. I can't play them because a lot of them are videos, of course. But you will get a good chuckle out of your day that you need to go into the weekend. Um, so, yeah. Other than that, we have a short break coming up. As well as the interview with Grandson. And we're breaking down your favorite kids' TV shows. And we're playing True or Rubbish Kid TV Show Edition. I mean, like I said, this episode is packed and full to the brim with fun, fun stuff. And that's because 9 plus 10 equals 21 today. So I will catch you after this break so you can catch the interview with the one and only grandson who is signed to Field by Ramen. So we'll see you after the break for the interview. 
Hi, this is Discover Oklahoma's Dean O'Lally with this week's Travel Minute, a list of events from around the state. It appears events are getting back on track, yet the COVID pandemic has still disrupted some, with a few changing their dates and others canceling. But as of this recording, here are a few going on this week. The American Miniature Horse Registry and American Shetland Pony Club are bringing their national show to Tulsa's Expo Square during a 10-day display of equestrian skills in different classes and categories September the 9th through the 18th. September the 10th through the 11th, the Inola Hay Days will be going on celebrating the town as the hay capital of the world. And in Wagner, September the 10th through the 11th is the annual Bluegrass and Chili Festival. It'll be taking place in historic downtown Wagner. And as always, whatever event you do decide to attend, please call ahead. This Travel Minute is a public service of this station in the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. For more information, you can always visit us on the web at TravelOK.com. Support for RSU Radio comes from Tulsa Talks, a twice-monthly podcast from Langdon Publishing, publisher of Tulsa People magazine. On the new episode of Tulsa Talks presented by Tulsa Regional Chamber, restaurant owner Joanna Hayes returns to the podcast to discuss the state of the restaurant industry and what she's experienced the last two years. She also talks about why her restaurants, Bird and Bottle, and all three Brambles are taking part in Tulsa Restaurant Week. Tulsa Talks episodes are released the first and third Wednesday of each month and are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. After the cookout ends and the campfire dies, don't forget to do your part to keep Green Country's campsites clean. Be sure to keep an eye out for nearby trash bins and pick up any trash at your site. Leftover food should be taken home and should not be left for wildlife because human food is not healthy for wild animals. Neither is food wrappers or foil, which can be mistakenly eaten by wildlife. Keep our furry friends safe by keeping your campsite clean. Now back to It's Kinda Late. So before the break, I mentioned that we have an interview with Fueled by Ramen's grandson. And you know what? I'm going to let Caleb do the honors of introducing him. Talk about your experience because you're a huge fan, are you not? Yeah, I've been a fan of him for two two years now or so. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember why I became a fan of him, but he's, he's a great artist. But you know what? You reached out, got the interview... And yeah. it was a great, he's a great guy. I wish, I wish I could have interviewed him at Rocklahoma. That was the whole point. But, you know, with Delta variant and everything coming up, he, I think it's kind of an agreement that, it, you know, it wouldn't be the safest option to do an in-person interview. So mm-hmm. we didn't do it. it. We did it on Zoom. His um, publishers or whatever they're called, managers, whatever, were super nice about it. Super cool. Um, got it set up really quick. Like, I'm pretty sure they confirmed it on like a Monday and they're like, it's tomorrow. What? Like, wow, See, okay. people didn't make it that easy to it's for fast. us to reach our favorite artists. And then I just made a Zoom link, sent it over, met him, talked to him a little bit. Like I, like I said too earlier, he's a big deal. I mean, he has a song on the new Suicide Squad movie. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's on a rampage of of music festivals around the country right now. So well, he's going everywhere. You go ahead and do the intro and play your play your interview. All right, here we go. I got my bags. So I am Caleb. I am here with grandson. Um, so I've been listening to your music nonstop for years. Could you go ahead and describe it for the people who have never heard it before? What is up, listeners? I am grandson. I make alternative rock music with uh, hints of electronic music and hip hop. Um, it is very much a mosaic of the influences and sounds that i grew up in uh inspired by and yeah we use the platform of rock music to touch on issues relating to mental health politics uh depression addiction um that's what that's what grandson is about and that's what it sounds like Awesome. So recently, last year, at the end of it, you released your debut album, Death of an Optimist. Talk about the excitement and the process of releasing your first ever official album. Man, it was very exciting. It gave me a ton of purpose in a time that, like many people, I was struggling to find some in the heart of the pandemic. Um, it was definitely a confusing time for me, a challenging time. And I had been writing songs towards this album for the better part of a year but only uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic, like January, February, right before the pandemic really got serious, did I begin to crystallize um, what I wanted my project to be about. And in the 
thread that connects my mental health and my attitude towards politics and my attitude about um, my generation, my disdain for the older generation and, and how backwards they can be sometimes. The through line is like hope. And do I have hope that the world that my kids one day inherit will be a better world than the world that I have inherited. That, that therein lies the American dream really is, is can you see that upward mobility through generations? And our generation is certainly at a cross. Um, like we're certainly, we're certainly um, faced with a lot of really serious challenges. And so for me, I wanted to make an album that deals with the normal themes I deal with of um, anger and disillusion and, and getting people excited and fired up and ready to run through a brick wall, but also confronting the fear that what if all of this is for nothing. And so that was kind of, it's not exactly like a light subject matter, but that's, that's what I'm about. That's what I use my music to explore. And ultimately it does conclude on a relatively positive note. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that, I think that courage and having hope is not in the absence of doubt is not in the absence of cynicism, but rather courage and being brave and taking on the challenges that we face is is holding hands with that fear holding hands with that doubt and moving forward in spite of it absolutely and that leads into my next question here so you're obviously a very outspoken guy politically and socially how important is it that everyone gets involved and fight for what they believe in I think that uh, it's important that everybody check in with themselves and have something they believe in. And I do think that that can be expressed um, in scalable ways. I don't think it's realistic to expect every single person that hears this that has an opinion on the world to uh, become the next president of the United States. But even in being brave and, and sharing those opinions, you know, I talking to you right now i grew up in toronto canada um i live in los angeles california i've spent the majority of my life insulated surrounded by other progressive people only when i started touring and making music was i able to come to places that that wasn't always the case right. and I understood how much it means for young people and people of all ages um, to be able to hear their innermost thoughts that are often um, belittled or discriminated against um, expressed fearlessly on stage. I get the luxury of being able to do that. And I think we really underestimate the kinetic power of of standing up for what you believe in, because if you come forward and have an opinion on the world that you express it, it gives everyone that hears that, um, it gives them a sense of ease. It gives them a reassurance. They're not alone in, in what they're going through. And I think that when you look at the rise of things like opioid use, um, suicide in our generation, a lot of that stems from a feeling of isolation, you know? So, I, I don't want to come in here and, and tell people how to live when I have no uh, lived experience of their um, environment, of, of the, the, the environment that they grew up in. All I can say is with firsthand experience, there is nothing more powerful than the moment when you realize just how meaningful your words really are and how they can turn into um, saving a life next to you or, or giving somebody else the motivation they need to keep going. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And as, as someone who has been a fan of your music for a while, that's one of the main reasons why I am is very inspiring to me personally. And that's, you know, a reason why I think a lot of your fans are such huge fans and so impacted by your music. Um, yeah. And so I made back to your album. I made, um, welcome to paradise my anthem for last year, since it is such a good closer for the album, which was one of yeah. my albums of the year and a good closer to, I think one of the you know worst years ever. If there's one song that you could describe your life or the world around you at this moment, what would it be? Of somebody else's you're saying? It could be yours or somebody else's either one. Wow. Well, right before I came on here, I was listening to a song called that's life by still woozy. Um, which is kind of a song about wanting to go backwards in time, wanting to do things differently, but but um, having to accept 
uh, and come to terms with the fact that time is like just barreling forward for me. Um, if people want to get to know like my, um, my life story, I, I put it in the debut. Um, the first song on the album is called in over my head after the intro. And it, it is a song about me growing up, um, at different points in my life. Um, having faith that the good guy always wins at the end of the day, um, that, Everyone else seems to have a plan for their life and have things figured out. And this feeling of difference that I always grew up with, this sneaking suspicion when I was alone with my thoughts that I was somehow different than than normal people. And um, that used to be something that would isolate me. That, that was something that I was ashamed of for a long time. Um, I have a certain fluidity with my attitudes towards um, politics sexuality, what have you. And so for a long time, I was really confused by um, that that feeling inside of me. And now I celebrate it. Now that is my superpower. You know what I mean? And when you come to Rocklahoma, when you come see the show, it's a party, you know, and, and, and it is because I've, I've come to terms with those demons inside of me. So I think that if you're looking to get a sense of who I am or, or what I'm about, um, you could start there. But anywhere on the album, I tried to make it pretty honest. I can stand by any one of those songs still uh, and go, yeah, that's me. So recently you're featured on the Suicide Squad soundtrack, along with a song from someone you've collaborated with in the past, Kay Flay. With that being such a big movie, do you think this is the start of more alternative artists being featured in bigger movies or more in the mainstream? I hope so. I hope so. I think when you look around, there has been absolutely an explosion of um, uh, rock music and alternative music are in just such a more exciting place. Um, and I, I, I pin that to finally, like the visuals are catching up to the music. Um, you see artists like Willow, um, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, like these are artists that have permeated across pop culture for a long time embracing rock music embracing um uh, what rock music is all about making sure that there's a place for people to feel comfortable and doing so in an aesthetic that actually finally looks cool um that was just like missing um and i think that that has been something that has always drawn me to hip-hop is the fashion and and the 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 bars like i just i love that rock music is in such an exciting place right now and inevitably, yeah, there's going to be new filmmakers and new, uh, you know, movie executives that whose kids love rock music and that's who they often lean on. So I personally got that opportunity because uh, James Gunn, who wrote and directed the movie, happened to be a big fan of mine, happened to be a big wow. fan of Kate Flays and reached out to us, you know, so I certainly benefited from that director being a fan of my music and it really is that simple as rock music and alternative music continue to represent more and more people then you will see alternative and rock music in places other than you know fox sports nascar commercials. yeah yeah and, and you talked about the visuals of it and so that kind of reminded me um earlier or the end of last year you did a death of an optimist movie how is the process of making that and getting to like be in control of your own visuals and, and making a, a product that everyone could watch and how is it was it any different than what you expected it to be that's a great question um you know obviously last year i didn't get to tour um, the guys who I spent two years with building these lifelong friendships with living on a tour bus together, suddenly like we are, uh, you know, there's so much uncertainty in the air. We don't know when they're going to get their next paycheck. So to be able to put on the movie was both, um, a, my way of saying thank you to fans that were supporting the album and supporting my music. It was also a way for me to have an excuse to, to bring the band back together, learn all these new songs, and, and just have fun with it. Um, I also had made all of the music videos for my debut album with this one creative team, and we decided to stick with them for the movie. So it was just an opportunity to really flex a certain muscle that I didn't get to do during the pandemic. I got to perform again. I got to jump up and down and, and work on rock songs. So... Um, I didn't really have very clear expectations. If anything, I left wishing that I had filmed more along the way. So to any any artists right now, even if it's embarrassing or feels weird, 
I'm telling you, film as much as you can, because I look back at my career, I wanted to pull more archival footage and I really didn't have that much um, because at the time I was thinking, who wants to watch this? Like, I don't even want to watch this. Like I was so self-conscious and nobody knew who Grandson was. So um, a lot of those very, very early memories that I wanted to put in the movie, we just didn't have filmed. And uh, I really do regret that. So um, that was one thing that I came away with was like, I got to be filming more. Yeah. And I, I like the experience because, you know, you had the comment section on there and there's all kinds of people, you know, it was almost like it was a live concert, but it was, you know, everyone was in there in the chat going crazy. And, and, you know, and then afterwards people were like, Oh, join this group chat. I actually joined a couple of group chats myself. And nice. I think that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've actually, you know, just, just a couple of days ago, I played the New York state fair and, mm-hmm. um, I had the chance to meet some fans afterwards. And a bunch of people said that they had met, um, through that specific group chat that you're talking about and you know as you can clearly tell from what my music's about from what i'm about like that's that's why i do this i want to be um i want to be a conduit that can connect people that think the same who might not otherwise have community who feel these ways about the world about about um all the kind of issues that my music touches on so yeah, that's the best part. That's the best part. You come in trying to make music and tell your story and be a rock star and you leave having really made a, a, a tangible impact on people's sense of loneliness, on people's um, frustration, all that. So it, it was great. It was cool. And, and you're one of the biggest names on the Rocklahoma roster um, coming to prior this weekend. What is it finally like getting back to the music? I know that you love, you know, pulling energy from the crowd and kind of being in the live music environment. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. All I can say is that I really hope that this isn't just a flash in the pan. I hope people are being responsible and I hope as people see the cases rising and, and, and the ICU um, units continuing to get filled up. I really do hope that people get vaccinated and, and be safe and responsible. Um, but I can't control that. I can't control that. I'm not, you know, the local um, official making the decision whether to have concerts again. Um, this is how I make sense of the world. This is something for my physical and mental health. This is community. This is catharsis. Like for me, Live music is it has become a huge part of how I make sense of the world, and I've had that deprived for almost two years now. So it's a huge relief to get back to it, um, and I, I just can't wait to throw down. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here, but I, I can't okay. wait. You know, I've been waiting for two years, so I promise I'm just gonna. You're gonna have to scrape me off the stage. Yeah. What What musician do you want to collaborate with next, or who's your dream collaboration? Um, well, I have a collaboration coming out with somebody that was on the top of my list, uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, Audio Slave. He's like a guitar god. So many of um, my production choices um, can be uh, given, like I have to give credit to, he's like the godfather of, of, of modern rock guitar. So I have a song coming out with him uh, for his album, uh, which is like one of my favorite collabs I've ever done. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I have a song that I've been working on with an artist named two feet. Who's really dope. Uh, yeah, those are some of my, I'd love to work with Skrillex one day. Oh, that'd if he be ever awesome. student run Oklahoma radio. I hope that he hears this. <laughs> I, hey, I hope he listens and that'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. so that's basically all I have, you know, what's something that we can expect in the future from you besides hopefully headlining Rocklahoma someday. Man, I've, I, well, number one is headline rock Oklahoma. Number two, um, yeah, I spent this whole year kind of locked up inside, um, and and my debut album was was me, myself, and I. So I am looking forward to doing a lot more collaboration, working with other cool upcoming alternative artists. Beyond that, I'm looking to continue to find new and exciting ways to give back and to fuel. Um, the fire for progressive movements across America provide the soundtrack for people coming to find their voices and stand up for what they believe in. That's, that's always been what grandson's about. And as long as y'all will give me an opportunity to do so and keep listening to my music, then that's what I'm going to keep standing for. 
All right. Thank you so much. That was Grandson. Make sure to check him out at Rocklahoma Friday, September 3rd. And he's coming on stage at, at, at 955 here. Also, make sure to go stream his album, Death of an Optimist. It's, it's one of my favorites from last year. So be sure you go check that out. Thank you for your time. Caleb, man, I had a great time. Thank you for the interview. And uh, if you're at Rocklahoma, I'll see you there. All right. Awesome. Peace, man. Welcome back to It's Kind of Late. Again, what you just heard there was an interview with Grandson done by the amazing, spectacular podca- uh, podcaster and producer of my show, Caleb Broker. Oh, oh so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. I'm a good host. I give credit. Actually, actually keep going. Keep going. <laughs> well, Caleb <laughs> is just the mastermind behind the soundboard. And uh, okay, so that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah anyways, I, I could tell you're struggling for content. I know. There. Oh, stop it! You're the one who plays <laughs> the music. <laughs> anyways, you can find Grandson's new stuff, including uh, his two new songs for the Suicide Squad soundtrack, and all his previous work. Now, right? No. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> anyways, I want to introduce somebody new to the show. Friend of mine, friend of RSU, and a friend of the Claymore community, we have Jacob York. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Please stand up. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Stand up. Stand up for us. Please stand Do up. Stand up. I'm standing up. You can't tell. Yep. Please stand up. <laughs> you can't tell, but he's standing up. He's doing a, a chair walk. Yes. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm doing good. You know what? I've probably never had a guest so excited to be on the show. It's, it's a, good. It's a treat for sure. I know, and a lot of your family's tuning in. They are. Any hopefully. shout outs to your family? I don't oh, know their names. They're a great family. Brashers, Yorks, and you name it. Brashers, Yorks, you name it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for tuning in. Um, so what do you do on campus? What do you do on campus? I know I personally know, but yes. tell the audience what do you do? Well, Kate and I am a RA on campus for UVC. Mm-hmm. And um basically I, this is my first semester doing that position. And the RA is a resident assistant, and I mean you're familiar with it, but some aren't. But Basically, I'm just overseeing, you know, the uh, freshmen in the dorms, and I'll make sure they're, Man. yeah, well, they're they're fun. Let me tell you, I, I have a good time. <laughs> I'll tell you, whenever I was a freshman, I remember there were some kids that just set up the fire alarms over and over. <laughs> yeah, luckily, I haven't had that happen yet, because I really don't want to be asleep and be scared, you know, halfway through. And be like, yeah. What's going on? Oh, know? yeah. Well, this is I'm, the second RA we've had on now, too. I know. Wow, yeah. we're just getting all the RAs on. We need to get all the RAs on. The only sad part is I want to ask you about your juicy stories, but technically you can't really tell us. Luckily, I luckily I haven't had much. I'm new, but I've had a few encounters. But they're all it's all good, positive okay. things. That's good. That's good. And we hope that that continues. We yes, hope there's no yes. crazy because yes. I know, especially with the freshmen. Those freshmen, we got. Hey, you gotta love them though. They're having a good time and making yeah. the best out of it. Look at that. Look at him. Optimist. Positivity. Positivity. My middle um, name. Not only that, though, but you also work heavily in the Claremore community. Is I that do. correct? What yep. do you do? So I've lived in the Vertigo's Claremore community for a while, uh, or since you know I was born. And um, I have been really involved with the school and Vertigo's and Claremore as a whole. Um, I just love it. I love Claremore. I love Vertigo's. It's just a homey, Philly type deal. And uh, it's a, it's it's something that you've never felt before. You know, you mm-hmm. can go you can go down the road, but Claymore is is a icon in my eyes for sure. Oh yeah, hey, and Will um, Rogers is born here. How oh yeah, and RSU obviously. Like hello, best college. Hello, <laughs> and uh, but now Claymore is just you know amazing, and I've and I've been involved for a while. Um, I work for work with the sheriff's office here in town. About to mention that, yeah, talk yeah. about that a little bit. You know. <sighs> That's the calling in my life uh, is to be able to be a law enforcement officer and you know be able to protect and serve. And serving is a big, big passion for me. Serving mm-hmm. others, and I think that'll fill that calling in my life for uh, for the future. So we love to see it. Yes, we love to see it. I'm scared of police officers. They pull me over too much. That's well, not don't speed. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> Got them on period. I will say this too is that think about it. And this comes a podcast. You can go back and show your kids. Yeah, that you had this destiny since day one. Look, kids, I'm famous. Yeah, you're famous, and I achieved my goals, mm-hmm. and now yep. work in law enforcement. Amen. Amen. Okay. I like it. Well, anyways, we brought up earlier in the show the Blues Clues, okay? And I'm a big fan of kids' TV, 
And I know that everyone listening also does um, because they sent in their favorites for a listener response. But before that, I want to quiz Caleb and Jacob on how well they know kids TV shows of the past. I used to be a kid, so I might be pretty good. I used to be kids too. <laughs> Wild Wait a time. second. Wait a second. Do we all used to be kids? I think I was too at one point. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, but these <laughs> these shows technically may not be from our time mm. period, but you know, there's typical plot points for kids TV shows. Yeah. So your goal is to tell me if this TV show is true or what, Caleb? Let's see if this is true or rubbish. Let's see if it's a true or rimish. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Head are, to head. You, are you mocking Callum Gray? No, I love him. Yeah, I, I love him. Me they, too. they sound just alike. What are you talking about? I know. It's right. a good point. <laughs> Play some epic music for me. I don't know why. I want the first one to be epic, okay? The first TV show we have is The Pirates of Dark Water, which came out in 1991. The story includes an alien world that is taken over by an evil substance in which only one prince can save the world by finding 13 treasures. Did I make that up or is it real? Deliberate. I'm kind of thinking you made it up. I don't know. That sounds, a, sounds legit. That's legit. Why do you think so? Because it sounds so cool. It sounds like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? Like what treasures, if, but I know what's, it's not that movie, but it sounds like it. You don't think I can make up a cool storyline like well, that, though? I didn't though? say you couldn't, but I'm just saying. I think it's too complex for a kid's show. You think the... That's why I'm saying it's fake. The it's alien rubbish. world taken over by an evil substance? Yeah. Mm. Pirates of Dark Water, 1991. Um, yeah, I'm saying it's fake. True. You have one fake. True. One true. Okay, we got a opposing viewpoints here. And the answer is, it is true. Oh, Yeah. Mm. One point for Jacob. <laughs> Off to a bad start, Caleb. What a yeah. crazy, what a crazy concept. I knew it was real. Told you. Okay. Have you seen it? Uh, no. No. Yeah, one's pretty old. These are kind of obscure. I want to make them kind of obscure. Okay, so next up we have adult mutant boxing squirrels. Adult what? Adult mutant boxing oh. squirrels. As you can tell, it's a knockoff <laughs> of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which uh, the TV show is about a family of squirrels <laughs> that box real life humans, and there actually was a guest feature from Mike Tyson himself in 2005. <laughs> yeah, that's fake. That's totally fake. <laughs> that's fake. Adult mutant boxing squirrels, 2005. That's fake. It's true. What? No. what? I'm kidding. It's oh, fake. Wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's Don't, fake. Uh, there's the Mike Tyson made me realize. Well, here's the weird part. Okay, so fun fact. Mike Tyson does have his own cartoon show. What is hmm. it? It's called Mike Tyson Mysteries. Really? Okay. Where hmm. so it's, it's kind of like a Scooby Doo, but Mike Tyson stars himself solving mysteries. Okay. It's a real show. Hmm. And here's my thing is that do you know how he bit someone's ears up bit someone's ear off? Remember when yeah. he did that? Yes. Finding the ear could be a possible episode idea for him. Oh, I'm just pitching. I don't think he'll do that. <laughs> I'm just pitching it to him. But Indeed, adult mutant boxing squirrels is yeah. fact, but do you know what? I kind of want to see it. If it was real, I'd watch it. Me too. Okay. Well, Put it actually, on Netflix. New Netflix series. It seems more like a Hulu show than a Netflix yeah. show. Well, they've already ordered it. <laughs> really? <laughs> you no. pitched it to them and everything? <laughs> Next up, we have Samurai Pizza Cats. Came out in 1990. <laughs> fake. It's set in Little Tokyo. A group of cats fight to protect the citizens from a treacherous government that is threatened by rats. That's real. True. Okay. I will say or that, this is the hardest part of this show we've done so far. It's the hardest true rubbish I've done so far. I think far. so. This sounds pretty cool. <laughs> if it's fake, he's gonna make it because it sounds yeah. pretty cool. I think it's I think it's true. What makes you think it's true though? Samurai pizza cat sounds pretty risky. Because it's I mean, it seems like cats trying to get mice is like a, it seems like a very childlike mm-hmm. I agree. theme. But to be fair, throwing you off, being devil's advocate, I have a childlike brain in my noggin. Mm-hmm. I still think it's true. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll say it's false just to say it. Okay. Well, Caleb was correct. It is indeed true. Can you picture though a 1990 show with that? Keeping plot? track over there? I am. Give me my point. I'm still winning, right? 
think it's tied. No, it's now. tied. Oh, nice. Okay. One one. We got it. We still got a lot to go, so don't it's lose only hope. One don't one. Hope. I know. Ah, yeah, we're just getting started. Okay. Getting warmed up. Next up, epic music. Epic music, Caleb. And more. More. All right, here we go. Next up is the Higley Town Heroes, <laughs> which came out in 2006, which features characters shaped like Russian nesting dolls. Do you know what that is? Yeah. They're dolls where they, you know, yeah, you open yeah. them up and then someone else smaller is like in there. Yes, yes. Uh, That's real. They solve, they solve a mystery on the daily with song clues and solutions. I think it's real. Okay, that sounds pretty legit. Yeah. I mean, you, that's true. I think so, too. If you made that up, props. The music makes it sound better, too, so that's I know. probably why well, I Do you know it. what? I'm going to keep you on suspense. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. The audience and Caleb and Jacob will figure out after this short break to see if Higley Town Heroes <laughs> is a real show. <laughs> I hope it is. So we'll see after the break. Welcome back to It's Kind of Late. Yeah, I was waiting. I know. Back. After every bumper, I have to sing at least once, Jacob. Okay. Um, <laughs> as always, cool with that. you're with... <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. As always, I'm your host, Caden Coleman. I have with me, of course, my producer that's there most of the time. If I'm not, I don't kill him first. Caleb Broker. And then we have a friend of mine on the show, Jacob York. Welcome. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> we were playing. Uh, we were playing. <laughs> Introduce him again, because he deserves it. He deserves all the applause. Um, we were playing truth or rubbish. Kind of late for that. Hey, <laughs> um, that was good. I liked it. Okay. Um, or with Keek. Well, wow. <laughs> playing truth or rubbish. Rubbish. Kids TV show edition. Okay. <laughs> and before we went off, I gave you guys the show Hickletown Heroes, which came out in 2008. Where characters shaped like Russian nesting dolls solve mysteries on the daily with song clues and solutions. And I said it was true. And you said it was true. And Jacob, what did you say? I say it's true. That sounds pretty legit. Yeah. It well, seems like a um, like a Nickelodeon show. I agree. Well, you're correct. Yes. It is a real show. So we're continuing this tie. It's tense. Two, two. Oh, oh more music. Okay. I didn't even ask for it this time. <laughs> Next up is Wolfie or Lewis. What Which came out doesn't do. This show follows Susie who attends Education High School and is stuck in a love triangle between a wolf named Wolf E. Howl and Lewis A. Human. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's fake. <laughs> True. I think it's fake because there's been too many trues in a row. Well, or I, could, I hate that logic you use. I, I'm going to open minded true. Open minded. Do you want it to be a show? Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm pitching all these shows to Jacob <laughs> at this point. So we have one true, one rubbish. It is indeed rubbish. Oh, I'm sorry, Jacob. Geez. Sorry, Jacob. Really? Caleb knows me pretty well, so that's probably why he he knows. Yeah, but I'm sorry. It's never too late. We have this next show. Taking the lead. Angela, not even Angela, Angela Anaconda, which came out in 1999. A tomboyish girl struggles to adapt to high school. May sound simple, right? Sounds like, right. okay. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. But the animation on it is creepy as heck. <clears throat> have you seen Snapchat stories where they just have the whole thing cartoon where they put people's faces just on uh-huh. the characters? Yeah. Terrifying, yeah. That's the whole animation style. Really? Creepy Annabelle, uh, Annabelle looking people. Like, they look like Annabelle. Yeah, the like, horror doll. This sounds so scary. It's definitely it's scary. Rubbish. It's definitely scary. It's definitely rubbish. I don't know. That sounds sounds like a would be a good movie. And this like this lasted so many yeah. seasons. But again, it's not even Angelica. It's Angela Anaconda. Don't ask me why it's called that. So we have one rubbish. Yeah, Jacob. Rubbish. It seems almost too good to be true. Mm, I don't know. It's I'm, scary. It looks hyper scary. Yeah, I'm sure it looks scary in your mind whenever you made it up. Rubbish. It's true. What? <laughs> Thomas, it is true. I should have guessed that. If you look, I mean, again, I can't show the audience, but if you look up Angela Anaconda, the animation is creepy as crap. It's kind of interesting because last night I was watching the some of the scary me and Abigail one of the former hosts we're looking at like the scariest videos on YouTube top 10 and they weren't that scary but this right here is scaring me more than those did show Jacob show Jacob and you guys look at home if you're in a safe spot look it up and look how scary the animation is wow 
It kind of reminds me of you know what jib jab is. It looks fake. Like it looks fake. It looks scary. It, it, yeah. Do you know what jib jab is? No. no. You know those old things like old people would make during Christmas of their family dancing as elves. But oh, I, I use it all out. the time. Oh yes. It looks just like that. I use it all the time. Actually, that's not old. That's not old family. This is like that was recent, like two years. I've done it. No, I'm saying the old family would love to share it. Yeah, they'd oh, be the ones yes. sharing it. They're like, I was oh my the god, one my grandkids them. as elves. <laughs> I made one with me and you before. You and we did. Caden. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was twerking in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, nice. Next up, we have shredded. Okay, we came out in 2005. A city full of citizens that are made of paper are recently terrorized by a paper shredder monster. Okay, okay. Characters include Brian Booknerd, Laney Looseleaf, and Janet Journal. Mm. <laughs> I like I like how Jacob's looking down at Caleb. Like, bro, what do you think? <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts first. Rubbish. I think it's rubbish. Too. That's I my thought. I think you and I both. this seems like something. The thought. Kate the thought. It's like your thoughts. Rubbish. <laughs> that's yeah, it. That's all I'm it thinking. It seems rubbish. like something that Caden's brain would make up. I know. Yeah, well, it did make it up. Oh, oh, yes. Make it up. Yes. You're still winning though. Yeah. One. Yeah. High, you're only behind me one point though. So How many more left? How many more left? We have right here. It seems we have two left. Oh, two more chances. Here we go. Oh my! So, scary, scary, uh, scary. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Next, we, next we have applied appliances. Came out in 2001. It's about furniture and household appliances coming to life and running a crafting business. Okay. Where they teach little kids how to make fun crafts. Okay. Characters include Sophie, Sofa, Ia, <laughs> Fred, Jeege, and D. She washer. That's so totally here, rubbish, dude. Here's what I'm thinking here. It could either be two options. It could be either Caden was inspired by this real show to make the last show, or he kind of just copied his idea from the last show to this one. Because they're very, very similar, even the, the character names. Yeah. <sighs> this is rubbish. Tough. I think you made that up. I, I'm going to say rubbish as well. I agree. Give me my point. Come on. Give us our points. Hmm, you're right. It is rubbish. Yes. It was too similar to the last one. Those are I good know. Names, well, here's the thing the names, I'm kind were, of a those, genius. Those are good. Sofa, I, Ia. I was, pre- I was impressed. I was impressed. D, she washer. It was somebody hire me. No. That's definitely that's <laughs> definitely Paramount film worthy right there. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah. Appreciate I, it. For sure. There's one more point for each, each of the boys. Yes. Still behind my one. Last so one. Last but not least, come on. I got a room for Jacob. Yeah. I'm tired of Caleb winning. Well, even if he gets one, it's still a tie. So, hey, but guess win always. Yep. What if I win? And it's high, guess win. Okay. Mm hmm. This is Paddington Peas. Came out in 1985, which is the earliest show here. Still similar to Smurfs. Peas come to life on a farm. Characters include Crumb P, Cree P, and Hip. P. You just did the same thing again. Uh, Whenever you made this up. What do you think, Caleb? I I don't know. Because I I don't think Caden would seriously put three shows that are basically the same thing in a row. One of them has to be true. I do think one of them has to be true. I will say, using that logic, it's nonsensical. I just put them in random order. Uh Sure you did. I I literally am not even reading in the order that I put it down here. Are you sure? Swear. Just let us have our logic. You can if you want. Okay. Paddington Caleb, P. you go first. And then ah, I'll this, is so tough. this is so tough. I don't want to lose. Any questions for me? I can answer some questions. Um. Yeah, what, what kind of show, what, what kind of style was it? It was similar to Smurfs. So it was like animated? Yeah, these are all animated. Oh, okay. okay. In the 80s, though? Yeah, 1985. And the, would they make a show like that in 1985? You know, if they did, I'm not sure. I'm kind of thinking right now. <laughs> this one's the toughest one. Yeah. Um, Grumpy. It's like grumpy. Grumpy. Creepy. Creepy. Hippie. I'm going to say it's rubbish. I think you did it again. I think you did it again. Rubbish. Take it up to you. Rubbish. I totally, I just don't see, I mean, I don't know, rubbish. It's true. 
What? What? It's a real show. So I had to dig deep. One. That was a real one. And it is so cute. If you look it up. Um, so it, also I said Paddington, base, it's Poddington. Did you base those last three all off the Names? Poddington P one? Some some of them I carried over some aspects is it like of The each. way you described him and the character names are identical in his last three. Well, it's very common for character names to be super easy and recognizable. Yeah, but like the, only, the only ones that you said character names include were the last three. You didn't say that for any of the first ones. Well, I didn't even plan really to do that, but now I did. Here. I know. But it's a real thing, and it's so cute. If you look it up, the character Hippie looks like a P, but it's a Hippie P. Like a, okay. It is so cute. It's Also, it's not Paddington, it's Poddington, so it's even mm-hmm. funnier. Um, but Poddington. my th- my thing is kind of scary, though. Like, imagine someone just eating peas the in front of them. I made that in the 80s, too. Kind of know, good for them. Yeah. Smurfs, watch out. They're coming yeah. for you. <laughs> We have we have Poddington peas on the loose. Um, but anyways, enough talk of fake and true shows. We have listener response to break real, down real listener responses. Real, no real fake, TV no shows. No fake movies. No fake movies of our childhood. So, Caden, I have an idea mm-hmm. for future truth or rubbish. You can do truth or rubbish listener response edition. Oh my gosh! So, if a listener said this or not, yeah. Okay. Future idea. Future idea. All right, so we have, of course, we have Tristan Cotner coming with Blues Clues. Uh, Timely. Okay, okay. I've seen it. I've seen it. Classic. Timely. Did, did you hear what we were talking about earlier? Did you see that video? Uh-uh. Which one? <gasps> you haven't seen the Blues Clues with video? Steve from Blues Clues? I have not. Well, I guess oh. I guess you know what you're doing after the show. Yeah, yeah we're going to so. show you. Um, so that's Timely. Next, we have Tommy with Dora the Explorer, because my cousin and I loved to go on adventures around my house when I was little. And I lived in the country, so we called ourselves the adventurers. Plus, we had 10 acres to explore. Da-da-da-dora. Uh, it was really fun. Okay. Wow. I got, I, I, got I, whole, I got a whole life story there. I used to watch that. I just, yeah. I Love it. Cool. Her cousin, Diego, too. Diego. She was pretty cool. Diego had a wicked theme song, too. Oh, Go his, Diego Go. His theme song was so good. Mm-hmm. We and stand. the map. And the map. And the oh, yeah. Map. And backpack, and backpack, the... backpack. Ew, no, I hated backpack. <laughs> Sand, we stand the map. After the backpack, not a fan. I like the backpack. She's the real queen. It's more because I wear a backpack every day and I'm like, talk. <laughs> <laughs> speak now. Yeah, speak. Um, Say hey. <laughs> next we have a, one from my friend Kylie, Maggie and the Ferocious Beast. Oh, I don't know what that can't is. Say I've ever, rubbish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rubbish. I don't know why, that. but the vibes were just amazing. I would still watch it to this the day. Vibes. Good for her. The Maggie, vibes. I've never heard of that. Um, next we have a, my from my brother. Not really my brother, but my brother for another mother. Ethan Adams, SpongeBob. Mm. Uh, reason why it made me feel alive. Nice. <laughs> SpongeBob. Glad you're here with this. SpongeBob's the, yeah, it's a classic. Classic. Amazing. I think it's just the best. Next up, we have Nico with iCarly, Sweet Life yes. on Deck, and Good Luck Charlie. Yes. Always hit the mood just right. Shout Good out Luck those, Charlie. I thought yeah. that was a great show. Those old yeah. Disney shows are not going to be beaten. No, iCarly. They had, that, they had the, you know, the new version. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about you it. You can't recreate the, the, the magic. But the magic was there when it was there. You know, I also like Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm-hmm. Speaking of magic. Yeah. Which we have that. Someone brought that up in their really? show. Yeah. We have Aaron Potter brought that mm-hmm. up. Aaron Potter. Um, I loved Alex and developed a good bit of personality from her. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Great show. Slingo Love it. Miss. The movies, too. Was like only one of us could be a wizard. Yes. Wow. Trauma. Hey guys, it's me, Selena Gomez. What you call? (laughs) It's another meme. Sorry. Hey guys, it's me, Selena Gomez. Let's go. Wow. Look at her now. Next, we have Molly Adams, which is uh, we love Big City Greens on Disney because they're funny. Never Never heard of it. That's a new one. Big City Greens. Interesting. Next, we have one from our boss. Wow. Our boss left a comment. We have Rocco's Modern Life. That's a throwback. You ever heard of Rocco's Modern Life? I haven't either. What? Rubbish. It's not <laughs> rubbish. True. And his reason? Because it was the best. What reason. else he got to say? Well, whatever my boss says, I agree with. Yes. Yes. That's a good answer. <laughs> Suck up. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Gabe. Good friend Gabe. Power Rangers okay. are unmatched, he said. But don't watch the movies because they're not good. Really? Yeah. Oh, they have, been, they have had the new movies. The new right? movie was not good. 
I didn't see it. Those um, ones are all right. And so we have Hannah Gray with Kim Impossible. Ooh. It was Kim Possible, sorry. There was not a day of my first grade that I didn't tune in. I was literally the, the mole rat on that good show. Good choice, Hannah. Me. People told me that I look like that guy. Yeah. Mole rat guy. Great show. Good job, Hannah. And then last but not least, my good bestie, Elizabeth Lyles, with Total Drama Island, because you know I love drama. <laughs> and also, it still hits as an adult. That it was a good does. show. It, it was does. dark, though. Do you know the very end of the first season, this girl falls in a volcano and dies? Really? It is. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Don't watch it. First season. I know. It's a good TV show. Any other suggestions from it. you two? I'll have to watch it. You mentioned what was Wizards. Is it your favorite? <laughs> that was a, you know, I, I did watch it as a kid. Um, but. I'm, I enjoyed a lot of movies. Yeah. SpongeBob was mine. Yeah, it was good. Kill? I, I was a Disney kid. Life, the Sweet Life on Deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phineas and Fur. Phineas and Fur was the best. Mm, no one mentioned that. Great show. Uh, well, anyways. Super creative. That's the end of, speaking of shows, the end of our show, sadly. Oh, mm-hmm. Beginning darn. of another one. The beginning of a one next week. And do you know what? You can catch this show and many more. Uh, as a podcast later, and Jacob, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Of course, we'll have to have you back. Yes. Uh, but as for that, see you next week. Have a good, safe, and fun weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye. That wraps up this episode of It's Kinda Late. You can listen to this episode as well as every other one made in a podcast form on your favorite platform or rsuradio.com slash podcast. See you next week, Friday at 7 p.m.